act a bit different, everybody. This is the team. And this is Rob. Hello. Hi. Oh, you just made me burp. No, I didn't. <laughs> I made you do nothing. It's um, it's like a hiccup. And I'm a classy lady. I burped before we started rolling. <laughs> well, I think it's infectious, really. It, yeah, it's like a yawn. Yeah. Which I also can't stop doing. Yeah, I really did drag myself off my bed yeah. for coming here. Well, thank you for coming. Thank you for believing in me. I, I knew you could do it. <laughs> I really did. I know. What's up? How are you? Good. I'm good. Um, Yeah, a lot has happened. Like, actually, it's weird. Like, when I wrote down what I want to talk about this, this week, it just sort of, like, poured out of my pen. Can we just, before you start, yeah. I have something to say. Yes. Because it just happened. True. Okay. So, on the way here to Rob's place, I fucking go to my brand new 2018 motherfucking car, and guess what? Some motherfucker's car is literally resting on top of mine. They've parked so close. It's well, touching not, my on, car. Yeah, not on top of, like just pushing up against. It's it's spooning my car, and because <laughs> on top of means two different, very a very different thing when it comes to my car. Like when I rear-ended somebody, my car literally went under theirs. The oh, car yeah. was on top no. of mine. Well, there wasn't a car under my car or <laughs> on top of my car, but they were touching. Like who the fuck does that? Where's your car etiquette, Rob? I wasn't me parked there. You said you've done that. Well, yeah, I've done that. That's <laughs> what happens when you live in LA. If you have to parallel park, sometimes you squeeze your car into spots where there's like literally a centimeter between but how do you get it cards. out if it's in you have to austin powers that shit it takes forever wow you yeah. love you just leave like little skid marks on the bumpers of other cars don't you well, there was well, it's, oh, it's like little, this skid little marks. love tap you don't really like you don't make permanent marks on their bumper but you press up against it sometimes there was one year i i made the mistake of leaving my apartment uh, on halloween night I'm a little mad at you, but keep going. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't park on the street that much anymore. Like now, I have I have a tandem spot. Um, but yeah, like there was one Halloween, I I had um made the mistake of leaving because I just moved to this neighborhood and I didn't know that my neighborhood completely filled up on oh, Halloween night. Yeah, and I ended up having to park eight blocks away from my apartment, and I had Braddock with me after searching for a half hour. Yeah. Oh, longer than that. Oh, I get it. And. Halloween's the worst. And you better believe that space I pulled into was the size of my car. That was it. Like it was made for a moped. So if I had However, to, if I had to like <laughs> gently push cars to move them a couple of inches, I would have, but I didn't, thank God, cuz I'm pretty good at parallel parking. But like I can fit my car into a space that is barely bigger than my car. I always think why don't cars come with like wheels that like the Batmobile just like just go straight sideways? Yeah, and just like move it right in. Well, you mean like what? Smart cars, those cars are as long as most cars are wide so officially i don't know if it's a if it's legal or oh, not they can just back into a into parallel a, spot yeah you can just pull up to the curb either nose first or butt first and you are as long as other cars are wide i haven't seen a, a smart car actually do that so i wonder if it's not legal yeah it's, i haven't seen a car do that either but i know they technically could you know at least they're space wise but like yeah i don't know if it's if it's legitimate park method or not you'd and, get ticketed here but then also sure. if some guy parks super close to your car yeah. like you experienced tonight yes you wouldn't be able to open your door to get they in they didn't park super close they were nuzzling my well, car you wouldn't be able to open your door to get in if that had been a door instead of the back of your oh, car shit so you have to go through the sky roof yeah like through the sunroof or through like the hatchback which i don't even know if smart cars have hatches i don't even know i think they do i think, I they think do, the whole right? back opens up i think so because yeah they don't have trunks no yeah weird hmm. anywho something food for thought 
Yeah. Well, well I'm that sorry person that, was an asshole. I'm sorry that happened to you. But their stupid Nissan Juke, which is a cute car. It's right. You even when you but... told you told me this before we recorded. Yet I totally forgot. And the way you started it, it made it sound like you were about to tell me that somebody crashed into your car in the night and pushed it into a flower bed again or something. Like that's what it, I was worried you were going for. I mean, they might as well have. It's a brand new car. Th- those are two very different things. <laughs> It, okay, but one totaled your car. But okay, when I had my last car, though, the very first night I parked it here in WeHo, somebody did the same thing because I have to park on a hill also mm. that you have to parallel park on. So it's like a double whammy. They nicked my fucking bumper. That sucks. The very first night. Well, and when you park, do you fold in your rear view mirror? Ooh, uh, it depends. Because, like, yeah, I had a, a bicyclist knock my rearview mirror off. Oh, God. LA's full of trash. Yeah, and, it was, <laughs> and that, was an, that was an expensive, or would have been an expensive fix. Luckily, the guy who fixed my car and sold it to me in the first place had an extra mirror. People are trash. Yeah, everyone's the worst. Motherfuckers. Okay, anyway, so let's start a show. Okay, then. Yeah. How are you, Rob? I'm good. I had a good three-day weekend. No one parked next to me like an asshole. That's nice. And I didn't have to park like an asshole next to anyone. That's even nicer. Right? Seriously, I'm doing my part. <laughs> I'm making LA a better place. Um, however, I have noticed there's been a problem with LA drivers in general, now that you mention it. Oh, I feel like... It. Yeah. Everybody's first off driving like they have nowhere to be, which like I'm used to aggressive LA drivers. I'm not used to exceptionally passive drivers. Today on my way home, there was an SUV that was literally in the middle of the intersection at the top of my block. They were actually going slower than if they had just They're probably waiting for their next lift ride to like request them. Well no, well I hope fucking not, because here's, this car was old. I think it was like older than Lyft allows. Okay. It was like an old beat up like white blazer. And um they literally were kind of coming through the intersection at the top of my block not even straight at a weird sort of angle slower than if their car was just coasting like and then like i was like are they waiting for something are they trying to wait for a parking space no like just indecisive it was no it was just some old lady that like honestly shouldn't have been driving and if i hadn't been in a rush to get home um she probably had just hit somebody i actually would have gladly called 911 and been like there's somebody who i think might have had some sort of physical problem literally impeding traffic on my street like you should because like i i am one of those people that is i mean i i feel like you should have to do a uh, behind the wheel exam like every 10 years in your car just to prove that you still have the cognitive capability totally i mean like we had a problem you know what 10 years ago or so when that old man had like a little bit of an episode and he drove through the santa monica farmer's market and killed some people i was just gonna say i hate to tell you this rob but because you didn't do that you probably killed her and other people in the process Let's let's hope that how seriously I I wish I had called somebody, but also it's not my responsibility for her to pilot a motor coach correctly until she kills your uncle Ben. Oh no! But my my Spidey abilities haven't even developed yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ugh, shit. Well, first Spidey abilities, then I'll start worrying about my <laughs> uncle Ben. Um. Anywho, so uh, but yeah. So we just got off a nice three day weekend, which was good. I had a good one. Yeah, Martin me Luther too. King Jr. It day was, was Monday. I mean, yeah, it was just like any other weekend for me. Oh well, all right then. I had a nice three day weekend. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Is Todd had to work two of the three days, so 
I had lots of time to myself, which I appreciated. Um, but yeah, like when Todd wasn't working, we were hanging out. We got to see a couple movies. So we saw. I saw a movie too. You go. Well, and I think Todd ran into you. I ran into Todd at yes, the ArcLight. At the ArcLight. Um, that was the night that we were seeing um, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Oh, I have the screener. I haven't watched it oh, yet. Oh, well, though. la dee da little yeah. miss, I have screeners. Ooh, mm. I have special. Our screener connections have failed this year for us. Sorry. It's fine. Um, we'll just pay for movies like a bunch of suckers. Um, but three billboards, by the way, is fantastic. You should watch that screener. I plan on it. It was really sure. great. Frances McDormand is... I heard she's a, a one-two punch. She's a treasure. Like, I feel like, I mean, the role feels like it was written for her. Like, it, she just takes to it like a fish to water. She's so good. Yeah. Speaking of treasure, I saw I, Tanya. And it was good? And Allison Janney. Oh, I love her. fucking everything in this movie. She's kind of fucking everything in, in everything. everything. I've actually done her makeup. Re- really? Yeah. Was she super cool? She was very quiet because her and octavia spencer spencer were shopping together and this is when i was working at the grove at nordstrom oh shit and so i recognized couple right like i want to hang out with the two of them totally well i did i hung out with the two of them because Uh i sat them both down and octavia she's like oh yeah let's try some stuff i was like okay so and then allison sat right next to us and we just oh my god well it's like allison jenny will always be loretta from Drop Dead Gorgeous Drop Dead to me. Gorgeous, which is like the same character. I, I oh, like, she's so good in that. Oh, yeah. I'm so jealous. Yeah, well, yeah. So technically I have done the makeup of a Oscar winner. She hasn't won an Oscar, has no, she? No, but Octavia, oh, Octavia did. Octavia Spencer, yes. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of Octavia Spencer, the next day, so last night, Todd and I went oh, and I saw uh-huh. The Shape of Water. Yeah, I want to see that. It's real good. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, like, anything you can... Uh, I loved it, and I like, I mean, just, yeah, overall, I like the fact that Guillermo del Toro makes fairy tales for adults. Yeah. And, like, I like the fact that, I mean, he's making very, like, kind of by the book sort of fairy tales, but he finds a way to, like, ground them or instantly remind you that these are not children's fairy tales. Crimson like, Peak is still one of my favorites. Well, that movie's gorgeous. It's and like beautiful. Yeah, and the biggest problem with that movie is it was sold as a ghost horror film. movie. Yeah, or horror film when it's not. Yeah. Um, But, like, uh, like Pan's Labyrinth, even. It's fantastic, and it has this fairy tale quality, but, you know, there's also a man getting killed, basically, by taking a bottle to the face. Yeah. Like... And Mother. Oh, he didn't direct that. Oh, that wasn't his film? Uh, no, he. I think he produced and wrote it, I think. Oh. But, like, he, he, but yeah, he makes these movies, even when they're beautiful, they're very dark. Yeah. And, like, The Shape of Water, it isn't nearly as dark as some of the stuff he's done in the past, but, like, for it being very beautiful and just fairy tales are kind of innately hopeful and, and very sweet in what Whimsical he does, and, like, yeah. he still finds the grit, and I really like that a lot. Um, Yeah, I really liked it, and Sally Hawkins is so good. He's definitely found his niche. Yeah. And, um... And Richard Jenkins is in it, and I love him, and he's his character's awesome. Um, I really liked it. Like, Shape of Water was definitely... A go-seer. Oh, yeah. And and that was when I was happy, really happy to see in theaters. Like, I mean, I like seeing the- movies in theaters anyway, and I would love to see, like, I, Tanya and... Um, I suppose I have to see Call Me By Your Name. and Oh, that was really good. I'm not super, super excited about sweet. it. But, like, I feel I should see it. It's a beautiful film. One, that's a movie I do feel like... If I got a screener of it, I wouldn't miss out on a whole lot. Cause, yeah, you could wait for a screener. Yeah, it's not a big one. explosion movie yeah. or something. But, like, you know, 
But every movie is better in theaters. True, which is why I do recommend to everybody out there within the sound of the sound of my voice to go see The Greatest Showman. I cannot get excited about it that movie. It is so good, Rob. I do. You, you don't like musicals? Yeah, I'm not a big musical fan, no. But it is just it pulls on your heartstrings. I mean, oh don't get me wrong. Goodness. I like looking at Zach Efron as much as the next guy. Oh, and, and he's so fine. And I love Hugh Jackman. Like, there's something so. Michelle Williams was great. I forgot she was in that. Yeah, she's really good. How was Zendaya? Oh, she's really good too. Her in Spider Man Homecoming was one of the best surprises of but, the yeah. year for me. I love Yeah, that. she's so beautiful. Did you see Spider Man Homecoming? No. Oh. I know. I'm going to see it eventually at some point. But yeah. Okay, uh, I feel I need to send that Blu ray home with you. Okay, yes. Please Would you do. watch that? Okay. Yes, totally. Let me, but let me make a note. Let me just say that this movie, okay, I don't get emotional in movies very often. Like, I could watch a lot of films and not be sad when other people, like, Coco didn't shed a tear. But this movie, movie really touched me because it was a celebration of diversity and people in difference and people who just aren't like other people and it kind of showed the conflict the conflict that happens between people who don't agree with other people's lifestyles and how they put their politics in people's faces who just want to be left alone and it was and it was also like reaffirming and it was just really beautiful and the music was so good which I was a little scared because I didn't really care for La La Land. I'm just going to say the that. The music in it was not that great. I didn't like, I'll say I didn't like La La Land because I really didn't like it it's, that much. I thought it was a fine movie, but the music I didn't love. Yeah, but this, I loved the music and I listened to it almost daily and I loved the characters. I loved the story. I loved the romance and the drama and I just thought it was really well put together and it does, it's very reminiscent of Moulin Rouge, which is one of the greatest musicals ever made for the movie screen. So... Go see it. I swear. You will not be disappointed. I will probably wait for HBO or Netflix just Can because that's who I am. See it? I'll go with you. Well, what I really like, I need to see I'll Coco before you. it leaves theaters. And, um, yeah, Coco's good. Go see that. And right now, I'm still working on uh, trying to get Todd to go see Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle with me. Because I really want to see that. And I've heard really good things. I've heard people have seen it. And loved it so much they want to see it again. I've I've heard I cannot believe that though. I was like, I know I've heard like Why are we burping so much? I don't know. We're so gassy tonight. Um, I just had uh, Mexican food, so that's why I'm a little gassy. Um <laughs> I've I've heard like one person, uh I think my, my boss actually said as soon as it was done, they could have started it over and he would have watched it again right then. Yeah, what's with this movie? And also this awful movie. <laughs> also, I've heard people call it the best video game movie ever made. Even though it's not officially a video game movie, but like it's because you know I know it's based on yeah. It they uses go the tropes into a... and it uses like yeah the mechanics of a video game, and apparently it does that better than any other uh, movie has. Better than Super Mario Brothers? I'd be willing to bet yes, just because uh, that movie is so bad. Better than Assassin's Creed? <laughs> Let's hope so. Uh, better than what else? House of the Dead. There's some terrible. Video oh yeah, game I didn't movies. see that it's one. It's awful. It looked awful. It's real bad. Didn't that come out around when um, Resident Evil came out? Yeah, it was around like 2002. On the back of that one, it yeah. just didn't work out. Yeah, real bad. Didn't see it. Anyway, so um, also Todd and I have been watching more of Dark on Netflix. Okay, yeah. Still good. Still very German. I need to see it. Um, and I started season three of The Killing, which is Ooh. real good. Like, I'm really enjoying season three. And I've heard some people say that season three is where it really falls apart. Some people say season three is where it really gets awesome. And no one can make up their fucking mind. I'm having a good time, though. You like it? Oh, yeah. Well, okay. like, and seriously, I think I only have like 10 episodes left and I'm done with the series because season four is super short. Huh. 
So okay. anyway, so yeah. so that's that's that. Um, I have a couple other things I've been up to, but how about you? Anything else that you've been up to? Uh, yes. Um, I went shopping the other night, which I haven't done in a long time because For I what? just don't shop that much, especially at a mall. I don't really go to malls that much. You went much. to a mall? I went to the Americana. Oh. Um, yeah, Jessica Chobot met me there. Ah. And we had a little date together. We went shopping. She talked me into this... Oh, this jacket. Um, she talked me into getting it. Where, where did I fucking put it? It's so cute. It's a leather, black leather jacket, pleather or whatever you call it. That is it. cute. But it has like gold detailing, which you never see. I like even the lining. And the lining is like a burgundy and dark blue paisley. Yeah. And when I roll up the sleeves, I look like fucking Captain Hook. And I'm so excited about that. <laughs> that is a very nice jacket. So, yeah, and she said it accentuated my waist. So I was like, there okay, I'll need two. <laughs> um, nice. So I got that. We had, um, she wanted to take me to this place that supposedly has amazing dumplings and it's in the americana it's called uh, i can't remember what it's called but the line was freaking out the door so mm. we just decided to go to um ramen which is also very delightful so nice had some sake shots some sake bombs i want to hang out with jessica chobot she's dope yeah I've, i think I've, everybody should i've interviewed her a couple times really yeah does I, she know that i don't i don't <laughs> think she knows who i am oh. but like i yeah i've interviewed her at the the dice awards Oh, right. I was doing oh, the- she's hosting again this year. I know. Um, but yeah, because I, I used to do the red carpet interviews. Because we went shopping for the Dice Awards for her last year. Oh, really? And yeah, and chose her outfit. Well, it's funny. Yeah, I was I was actually putting in some calls to some peeps to see if they wanted me to do Voice of God this year. I mean, I wasn't able to last year. I had to cancel. That's right, because of cause Vegas. Of work, yeah, worky stuff. Yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I was actually calling because I, I mean, I would love to do it. I, um, But I understand if they have found somebody else or if they are not interested. Mm. But um, um, I actually wanted to call and just sort of chat with the peeps anyway, because I love them as people. Totally. And it'd be awesome to sort of just be involved again. Yeah. Oh, I would love it if you were. That's so, awesome. And can you imagine I would get to introduce Jessica Chobot and Greg, yeah. Ga- Game Over Greggy, whatever his actual name is. I have no idea. Um, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, the two hosts. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we'd get to introduce them if that were the case. She, But she did um, want to compliment us on our podcast. Yes. Yes. And she is like, she's like, I can't believe you guys are still going. Like, most people I know that start a podcast don't make it this long. <laughs> they immediately lose interest, just blah. Yeah. They're like, we don't have 10,000 followers. We're going to quit. Wait, we do have 10,000 followers. I know. That's why we, we haven't quit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like we're... Duh. We're, yeah. That's where we're still going. <laughs> um, well, hell, you go to Santa Cruz and run into people who know who you are from this, I, which... That's nuts. Yeah. Like, that's... No one knows who I am. And that that's okay. I got a message on um, OkCupid the other day saying, hey, I love your podcast. I was like, oh, thanks. And he was hot. So I was like, oh, thanks. Hey, how are you? No response. He was like, I want to leave it at that. I don't want anything to do with you. I just like your podcast. Hey, at least he said something nice. That's still nice. Yeah, yeah, not about me, just about this. Still, at least he wasn't like, hey, your podcast blows. Like, that would have sucked. Now blow me. (laughs) No, that's not going to work. And they say romance is dead. Um, yes, they do. I say that too. Yeah, I know you do. It'll happen. Wah, wah. It'll happen. Yeah. Okay. How are you? Um, good. Yeah. So, what else is happening? Um, adventures in LASIK recovery. My eyes are very, very dry. So dry all the time. I know. But um, on the upside though, my doctor, uh, when I went for my one week follow up, twenty fifteen vision, which is crazy. That's 
amazing. Congratulations Thank on you. your bionic eyes. It's so weird. I can see like below the smallest line, like you know, like you know, like it's gravy at this point. Can you see the third dimension? I can see the third dimension. Yeah, so can you. Can you see the sixth dimension? Uh, that uh, no, I'm just I'm still working on the fourth. Can you see the eighteenth dimension? <laughs> Okay, seriously, th- th- this is gonna be a very long podcast if you just keep asking about dimensions I can, <laughs> can or cannot see. see. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm trying, uh, I have sad news. Oh no! Which you've already heard, I'm sure. But one of my most favorite iconic people, who was like a huge part of my growing up, especially in high school, passed away. Dolores O'Royden of the Cranberries passed away at 46. And I loved her. And her voice is just so hauntingly beautiful. And so just wanted to say that um, she, my best friend, Scott, and I just, that's all we used to do is listen to Cranberries. We'd get so excited when her new albums would come out or their new albums. And then Scott played the piano. So he would play and I would, I would sing good luck, but I would sing. (laughs) 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 And Dolores, if you're listening, we love you. So yeah, uh, Todd woke me up to that news on Monday, I think. It was, Um, yeah. Yeah, and so I I was never a big fan of the cranberries, but like obviously I grew up hearing them all the time, and it never it never upset me. But I never owned any of their stuff. Like I wasn't a big fan, but like I their best of, songs weren't ones that were hits. Yeah, the, yeah, their stuff was was were album cuts. Yeah, but yeah, it's like I I um I couldn't have told you many of their song names even aside from like linger. Oh, it's like linger zombie zombie and dreams dreams yeah those are like, like yeah. the three that i knew um but yeah that, that is really sad and, and they still don't know the cause right they say it was sudden they say it was sudden so i'm i'm thinking it's possibly a heart attack yeah but who knows that is very sad though like a heart attack at 46 that's like just unfortunate so yeah well i have only two other bits of things i've been up to but like they're they both feel very shallow and shitty after you talked about that i'm sorry no it's okay go for it anyway um (laughs) i was excited that today blade runner 2049 came out on on 4k blu-ray and oh my god it sounds amazing i still need to watch that like the warner brothers logo rattled the room it was awesome um because i was i was looking at it uh to see the whole like 4k hdr beauty before right before you arrived yeah and you walked into a very weird scene for someone like, who hasn't seen the movie what are you watching yeah it was oh the movie's so it good. looks like nasty dirty porn it's so good <laughs> you have to see this movie um it's awesome and then um on a personal slash professional thing um three far cry five 30 second spots that i produced yes are out in the wild oh yay and um can you post them i can see if i can actually find them out in the wild like uh they've been served to me just in my instagram feed as a sponsored ad they've been in my facebook feed as a sponsored ad um other people i know have gotten different versions of it because we made three of them and so like depending on what kind of player you are is what version you get and so um they're very highly uh directed ads and um yeah, it's been awesome. Like, what do you mean what kind of player you are? Like, uh, How mean, do they know what kind of player you are? Well, I think it's probably based off of your browsing habits and, and various things that you like. I mean, like, obviously, like the ads that I see on Facebook are probably very different from the ads that you see on Facebook. Um, gotcha. Just because they, they're, sell- you know, it's similar like even banners you see on normal websites. Yeah. Has- yeah. They're selling to you. Keywords and all that. Yeah. 
So, um, but yeah, so like, I'm so excited to be, you know, to, to have worked on, on Far Cry 5 a little bit and uh, to have some stuff that's out there that I made. It's pretty cool. That's awesome. So I cannot wait for that game. I'm, I'm such a huge fan of that series. So. I've actually never played one Far Cry game, but I did see Steven play. What? I watched Steven play almost all of four. Four. Four is great. Primal's good too. I thought Primal looked interesting. Primal's interesting, but four is better than Primal, I think. And three is my favorite. Mm. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'm sure we'll get this new one, five, and play that one. No, it's going to be so good. I'm just trying to keep up at this point. I'm so excited. Well, that's all I have for what I've been up to. Do you have anything else, or should we talk about what you've been playing? Yeah, um... I've been playing, well, I played through some of the Disney Afternoon Special games, Uh so I was streaming some of those, and that was fun, because people got really into that stream. Yeah, what what were you playing? I played um, Rescue, uh, did I play? Oh yeah, I played and beat Rescue Rangers. The first one? Uh Uh-huh, under 30 minutes, and then I played and beat DuckTales under 30 minutes. Oh, I love both of those games so much. Yeah, that... That rewind, they give you this rewind option in the PlayStation version Mm -hmm. that makes life so much easier. I do have to say, I like that a lot of retro games are adding that in now. Because even like on the SNES Classic, if you do a restore point on your game save, you can usually go back a couple minutes, I think, um, if you want to fix a fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And but the Rare Collection on Xbox uh, did the same, where it gave you the ability to rewind. So oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the fact that like those games especially were so punishing at the time. So it's kind of nice to have a little bit more forgiveness. Yeah, especially since if you die, you have to start all the way at the beginning of the motherfucking level. Ah. What is that about? <laughs> so, Oh, those were the days. The days of torture. So yeah, I've been playing that, and I also play. have been playing Dishonored 2. Ah. Are you playing as Corvo or Emily? Um, I chose Emily. How are the new abilities? Do you like them? Uh, you know, they're very, to me, very reminiscent of Corvo's from the first Dishonored. It feels almost like I'm playing the first Dishonored just because it's very similar. Mm. There are some interesting aspects to this one. Um, the premise of the game is basically, okay, so Emily's the queen and her she's having her coronation and or some celebration. I can't remember. Anyhow, um, her aunt comes in, who's a witch, and basically reclaims the throne for herself because she's technically the next in line. And traps whichever character you are not playing as. At that point, you can choose if you want to be Corvo for the game or if you want to play as Emily. And then whichever character you choose, the opposite character gets turned into like a marble statue. Yeah. And then you're trying to figure out how to save the other person. I started it and I got through the first level. I, I and think... as soon as I got into Billy's boat, I stopped. I was like, this will be a good place to stop. And I just never came back. Yeah. Um, there's some really cool levels in it. There's one um, all about a coven. So that's pretty cool. I hear the Clockwork Mansion is the greatest level in the game. That is pretty intense. What's I all the footage I've seen of it? That thing is stunning. Yeah, it's basically a Rubik's cube of a fucking mansion, and you base and you just kind of go through the house, flip switches, walls change, floors change. You could go be in between the walls and floors to like the maintenance areas. It's really cool. Well, I know, like you know, listener and friend Nick is a massive Dishonored fan, and oh, um, hi, Nick. and yeah, like I know he he liked Dishonored too, and I think he really liked Death of the Outsider, the, the oh the, the standalone DLC? expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I'll probably actually play that one. Like, do you have that yet? No. Well, I once don't you think fin- so, once you finish Dishonored two, let me know, and I can. I have that disc. 
Oh, okay. Sweet. So, if you want to yes, continue the Dishonoring yes. as soon as it's done, like, just go on to the next thing. Just let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm enjoying it. it. Like I said, it's very reminiscent of the last one. The Oh, you said the powers. The powers don't feel that different, but the thing about Emily is she has more powers of, like, mind control and manipulation, which Corvo is more of stealth and... Uh, does she have the ability to control rats that can eat people? Because yeah. that was, like, my favorite. Yes. Okay, She good. does have that ability. That was so good. Yeah. I definitely always got the high chaos bad ending because I sucked at being stealthy and everybody oh. in my path died. I'm total chaos okay, because good. you literally cannot move around in this game without being seen. Oh, well, it's Nick, ridiculous. Nick has done both, I believe, I think he's he's platinumed, I believe. I'm not sure. Oh, shit. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, Nick. Uh, yeah, because in, in this game, um, I, whoever hasn't played it in Dishonored, if you can beat the levels without either being um, discovered or you can beat the level without killing a person, and you can you can render them unconscious, but if you don't kill them, you also get like a bonus. Yeah, everyone dies that crosses my path. Everyone. And because it, it's so rewarding just to kill those motherfuckers. Well, inevitably someone sees me, they freak out, they set an alarm, then I have like nine people coming at me, and then just everybody has to go. Yeah, I don't know how you could get through the clockwork stage or the mansion stage without being seen. There's fucking things everywhere. It's impossible. Yeah. I, I don't believe he did it. Nick, you better prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a challenge. And this has been the Let's Challenge Nick section of the podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, anything else you can play? Uh, no. Right. How about you? Well, um, I did a lovely uh, stream with you. Yeah. Oh, I did play a game. While we played Night Trap, 25th <laughs> Anniversary game. Edition. Night Trap. Which, unfortunately, we didn't get to finish it in the two hours that, that we were playing before you had to move your car. Yeah. Um. And then as soon as you left, I am completely, apparently shitty as a streamer by myself, and I had somewhere to be, so I ended up just canceling it out, much to all of our watchers' chagrin. Mm-hmm. Apologies. Um, although it turns out we did actually accomplish one of the endings, the bad ending, but we did still get an ending. Technically, you have finished Night Trap, just not well. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, later on, uh, not streaming. Is I... the other ending worth it? Uh, yes cool yeah I, mean, I thought the game was actually kind of fun not if i was playing it by myself i thought it was awful but with somebody it's more interesting well, at least we were able to laugh off some of the weird questionable choices that yeah. they did and we made and um, we were able to laugh off errors like and it's a bummer totally. that the one real checkpoint in it is at minute 13 in the game and i want to say the game ends at minute 23 or 24 and if you die at 21 minutes like we did a couple times it sets you back to minute 13 with the longest load time ever <laughs> like oh my god we thought the game crashed the first time yeah um but yeah so like i finished night trap i got a different ending and then later i found a uh like then todd and i went to a movie and then afterwards uh, i looked up a walkthrough and i did a complete perfect run of it using a walkthrough uh-huh. capturing all 100 augs okay because i wanted to unlock one of the bonus features in it which is called scene of the crime which is the prototype game that they made that uh influenced night traps design oh which is kind of neat how was it um i actually didn't get a chance to play through uh it because I had a, a problem where I lost sound at like four minutes in and then it just kind of so I wasn't able to really say who done it because uh, the audio was gone. Um, but I look forward to actually playing that again and trying it again because um, it was neat. Like it wasn't quite 
I mean, it was just as campy as Night Trap, but it didn't have the same level of like, cause like Night Trap actually, like the one thing I will say, someone asked me at work about um, what it was about. And, like, because it has, like, three plot lines running at once, yeah. I didn't want to divulge too much about it because I actually was pleasantly surprised. I mean, not not to say that any of the stories are good. No. But my hat is off to that game, actually, for juggling as much plot as it does. It, it doesn't need to do that In much. In a 20-minute game. Yeah. yeah. Like, if, if for, yeah, for being a 20-minute game, it has over, what, an hour and a half of live-action footage in it. Yeah. Spread across eight cameras uh, or eight rooms mm-hmm. and a, has a very large cast, it turns out, because it has so many different sort of factions of people. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. three three factions? Yeah. There's, like, the family, there's the teenagers, and then there is scat the scat and then i guess then the augs so technically kind of four. Oh, four, yeah um but yeah like it i really i have to say like i night trap is a weird mess of a game it's a hot mess but like also my hat's off to it like it's kind of neat it's fun the the one complaint we had when we were playing is it's hard to pay attention to the storyline because you're flipping through cameras and trying to um, capture these bad guys and if because you're doing that, you miss part of the story because you have to flip through the cameras. Yeah, and you also miss sometimes when people say that they're going to change the color of the code for the traps, which yeah. completely breaks your ability to do anything. But that's also part of the strategy of the yeah. game. So you have to know when yeah. to listen to people. They're always facing away from camera when they do it, too, because the ADR on it is an atrocity. Terrible. It's so bad. Because they actually switch the codes it is every randomized. time you play it's randomized so it's never the same so yeah yeah it was fun though I, I had a good time with it i'm glad i bought it and you know i'm glad we got to play it but the best part about it was the fucking style <laughs> <laughs> well okay so so cheesy it, i that, loved it that game came out in 1992 oh but it like turns out I, I looked up the IMDb trivia on it, and I also watched like a 20-minute sort of behind-the-scenes on the disc about it. Uh-huh. All that footage was shot in 1987. It was meant to be for like this Hasbro-created platform, and Hasbro canceled the platform. Oh, shit. And then like I think it just the footage just sort of languished somewhere, and then they were like... Five years later. Then when Sega CD showed up, they were like, oh, wait, we can actually put this on Sega CD. And so they did it. And like, so it is interesting, like that game even when people played it in 1992 the game was five years old wow and so like it, it explains a lot of why it's so 80s yeah, yeah for being yeah. the early 90s um and i didn't realize that the the lead sort of like teenager slash sleeper agent type uh was dana plato um the one who has the weird voice who's like way to go use the oh, traps yeah, yeah, use yeah, the yeah, traps yeah. use the traps she's dana plato and she was in the facts of life some other show i knew she looked familiar and, her voice was so familiar but i didn't strokes. know why and apparently she oh. died in like 1999 i think oh, wow she had some drug problems and she was arrested on a bunch of things like she wow she had a she had a rough go um but like i had no idea who it was todd was like yeah dana plato you didn't know who that was and i was like i didn't i did not know and i just played through this game with her like and i couldn't have told you i couldn't have picked her out of a lineup yeah i had no idea who she was i i knew the voice i just couldn't i was like yeah i don't know why i recognized it well so. and it's funny her voice actually sounds a lot like somebody i work with who has oh, like really? an equally sort of like childish cartoony voice kind of like raspy though yeah it has a rasp but it has this really interesting kind of like um it'd be perfect for a, a pre-teenage boy cartoon character oh like bobby hill Oh, you know, does she play Bobby Hill? No. Oh no, because I was Pamela plays Bobby Hill. Yeah, Pamela I was Hayden. At her house. Yeah, yeah and but I, <laughs> I do. Have, and that's funny. This is the thing I will always say. As much as like I love The Simpsons, I feel like Nancy Cartwright can't do Bart's voice as well as she used to. 
Bobby Hill is a voice where, start to finish on that series, Pamela killed it. I always bought Bobby as... That age. As Bobby. Uh-huh. Never like, oh, that's a grown woman doing a young boy voice. Hmm. Like, he always sounded good. He always sounded like Bobby. Yeah. So, well done, Pamela. Well done, Pamela. Um, and then I also played through... Um, short experience on ps4 called 140 or 140 i don't i don't know what how you pronounce it specifically it's a very musical simple um very colorful but very pixely kind of game um it was fairly challenging not super difficult but it was really appealing um and the only reason why i actually played it is or the only reason why i knew it really existed is um i bought the soundtrack from i'm 8-bit because i tend to buy a lot of their vinyl soundtracks even for games i'm not familiar with and it has a great soundtrack and then i ended up buying the game because it was like 10 bucks and i had a really great time with it i did it in one sitting it probably took me about an hour and a half i think um i feel like my eyes crossed like nine times during it because it has a lot of strobing lights and kind of crazy shit and you tend to want to focus really hard on it but it was fun i had a good time with it so with that and night trap my game counter this year is up to three so far not bad that's pretty good for today being the 16th yeah three games in 16 days yeah i'll take it have i beat one game in oh i well night trap technically and night trap wolfenstein when did i finish that i don't remember i don't remember either yeah but oh, well. night trap so at least one Bad ending, but still. Bad ending. Um, and then also, uh, last night, before I actually played 140, um, I ended up with a copy of Super Lucky's Tale from a uh, splurgy trip to um, GameStop, because I kind of thought that that game would be fun. Because it's, you know, it's a childish platformer, a la Mario 64 or Banjo-Kazooie or what have you, originally released on Oculus Rift. And like the big thing was that it was like, ooh, it's uh, it's in VR, but it's like a 3D platformer. Um, I started playing it on Xbox One, and that game is not my favorite. It's not great. I'm not really. I'm trying to figure out like who its audience is because it seems very childish, like very very young. But also, the game isn't very easy. Like there's some stuff that's like a total pushover, and there's some stuff that is so needlessly complicated. Not complicated, but like. You know, very a lot of precision platforming. Some stuff I found really surprisingly difficult. And so, like, I uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out, like, who the audience for that game is. Um, I played through, like, the first world of it. And I was like, I think I'm done. So, huh. yeah, that was a thing. Not a fan. That, that's, I, I tried. And Todd watched. And I think he was equally bewildered. Because, like, I feel like Mario does it so well in being all ages, but also kind of challenging. And, like... Everything about it just is just oozes style. And this game seems to have kind of sanded off all of its sharp edges for the sake of kind of being like, oh, now everyone can get into it because it's not really offending anybody. Um, but I don't know. It just didn't really it didn't really work in any real way for me either. It could just been I was in a weird mind space when I played it. Um, the one thing I love, actually, I, the, the bad guys were actually really cute. They're a bunch of cats and they're called the kitty litter. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. And they all have like cute like puns for names and like, you know, one uh, he's like from the, the Meowlin temple instead of Shaolin. It's, mm-hmm. it's very cute. Like, and I think his name is Mittens. Like, I mean, the, there's a lot of, like that kind of stuff. Like the writing isn't bad. It's actually really charming. It's just the game wasn't anything. Yeah. Well, and also it feels like for skewing so young, the game isn't fully voiced. Uh, which I was like, asking kids to read is kind of asking a lot. Like, I feel like if you're a kid's game at this point, you have to fully voice every character. Yeah. Like, adult games have full voice at this point. So, I don't know. I was just, I was a little confused by it. Um, But also, it's, I'm not necessarily, it's demographic. I think it's more meant for families. Yeah. Which I'm one person. 
I, fun fact, I'm not a family. It takes a person to be a family. And Todd and I tried having family time watching it, and it just didn't work. You need Night Trap. Yeah, Night Trap is where it's <laughs> at. Uh, so yeah, so cool. those, that's, uh, that's, that's what I've been playing. Nice. Well. Um, is it time to learn? I mean, we can learn. Yeah. Would it, you like to? Yes. Well, did you know that it's time for the word of the week? <laughs> I, I think I had an inkling. Oh my God, are my spidey senses actually developing? Yeah. You oh got, God, Uncle Ben is doomed. You are a bit <laughs> different. Oh. hey hey Okay, so what's up? The word of the week is surreptitious. Oh, surreptitious. It's an uh, adjective. Yes. Um, oh, fuck. I heard I, all the time people are, like surreptitiously doing something. Yeah. Um, but do you actually know what it means? No. It's, it's so in context, I think I could probably tell you, but like on its own now, I can't put it in a sentence. Um, surreptitious or surreptitious. Uh, shit. It's funny. I, it's completely escaping me. Just, uh, just tell me what it is. I know this word because it's brought up in the musical Wicked. Uh-huh. And it's always been an interesting word to me. But the. Um, is it like a pleasant coincidence? Not no? really. Okay. No. Yeah, what is that? Um, surreptitious is obtain. I'm sorry. Obtain. I can't say obtained. There you wow. Go. Okay. Obtained, done, made, etc. by stealth, stealth, secret, or unauthorized oh, clandestine. So clandest- wow, I cannot speak. Basically, secretive. What the fuck it's was secretively that? Secretively done. I, what the fuck was that? I don't know. <laughs> Like, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> I get tongue-tied very easily, so that's what happened. All these words just didn't go in my brain together. Obtained, done, made, etc. by stealth, secret, or unauthorized. Got it. Okay. I think I'm missing a comma there, so it didn't make it sense grammatically, so I was reading it incorrectly. Okay. Wow. Clandestine. There you go. Yeah. Or cloaked. Secretive. <laughs> yes. Interesting. A surreptitious yeah. glance. Oh. Well, you're staring right at me, so you're not doing that. She is. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> um, so, all right then. Was it time for the Vinyl Frontier? That was disgusting, Rob. We got we got, we got through it. I really need to go back to school. <laughs> <laughs> we we got through it. No, you just need to do like the... the I need to do that, yeah. acting warm-ups. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, sells yeah, seashells yeah, yeah. by the seashore. See, there she you go. She sells seashells by the seashore. Toy boat, toy boat, toy boat. I I think because I grammatically, everything was incorrect, it just threw me way off. Was it your phone lit up and I think it distracted you? You you had a lot going on. Yeah, sorry. A lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of what happens. That was ugly. Okay, so. um, Time for the Vinyl Frontier. Let's go to the Vinyl Frontier. The Vinyl Frontier. Love someone tonight. <laughs> wow, we're we're, we're we're learning new things. Um, okay, so uh, today at work, I actually forgot I had ordered these. Um, the soundtracks to Sonic Adventure One and Two for oh, the Dreamcast yeah, arrived posted, today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it sounded I, good too. Yeah, and I posted uh, like an Instagram story to our bit different account. Which, if you download this episode right when it comes out, it's still gonna be up there because hey. that'll be within the twenty four hours. So hey. You know, uh, that's up there. And then um, also uh, today at Amoeba, like I had to return something and uh, I happened to just look around with my credit because why not while I was there. Um, and uh, I was able to get the soundtrack to Rocket Knight Adventures for like the Genesis from Konami. Which I don't remember Rocket Knight. You play as a possum, I believe. <laughs> 
You're like a blue possum in a knight outfit. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. You should look up Rocket Knight Adventures while I continue, just so you can see like it. Like K-N-I-T? Or... Yes. Okay. Yes. Anyway, so yeah, I didn't even realize that was a thing that got released, but Shift to Shore Records did a pressing of Rocket Knight Adventures on this really great like red and yellow uh, speckled record. Um, And then also, I saw this today, and I was crazy excited about it oh yeah familiar he looks right like an armadillo that's what he is he's an armadillo not a possum yes an armadillo yeah so, gotcha so yeah there you have I it i do remember this i played this game so it was good well i just got that soundtrack it's over in my record bag um wow and um also today uh i think engadget wrote an article about it and i immediately went and bought it um far cry 5 is getting a mondo edition which um, oh, wow through uh the ubisoft store it's a hundred dollars um it is the game in a collectible mondo designed steelbook uh-huh which is real cool looking Real cool. I'd say all the steelbooks for Far Cry 5 are really great. Actually, on the Ubisoft website, you can see there's like a handful of, of um, not formats, but there's a, a handful of uh, packages that you can get of like regular gold edition, gold steelbook, uh, the father edition. Like there's all these different editions of the game and they each kind of come with different things or different statues or whatever. And they all have kind of these different What's des- this come with? designs. This one is, so it's the game. Yes. A special Mondo designed steelbook. Okay. And it comes with the soundtrack on vinyl. Uh, 100 bucks, limited to it, uh, 4,000 units. And so I pre ordered mine earlier today because uh, I have to have that. Of course you do. It has a steelbook. And it has a record. It's like it's like it was, it was meant made for, for me. you. Like, and it's Mondo, which I love them. And speaking of Mondo, also Vinyl Frontier, not video game related. Tomorrow, the 16th. They open up, or not tomorrow, tomorrow's the 17th, excuse me. Uh, tomorrow, the day this episode comes out, by the way, uh, they are starting the pre-orders for the three-disc version of the soundtrack to Magnolia. Oh, Amy Mann. The first disc is the Amy Mann tracks, and then discs two and three are the John Bryan score. Oh, sweet. Which is so good. Like, ah, like the soundtrack doesn't include um, the song Dreams, off the initial the initial CD record uh, CD album, and it doesn't include the two Super Tramp songs. Okay, but it's Amy Man and the John Bryan stuff. So it's all the songs that were written for the movie. Um, and I'm crazy excited about it. And I want to say like it's three records. One of them is uh clear blue skies. One is chance of rain, so it's darker blue, and then mm. one is like golden sunrise. That's pretty nice. I'm really excited about that. I will be buying that tomorrow, first thing, as soon as it goes on Speaking sale. of records, yes. vinyls. True. Do you have the Uncharted? Yes. You do? Yes. I want to see what the inside of that one looks like. It is at the office. Oh, bummer. I can bring it home if you want to see it. Does it have Chloe? Ah, uh, uh, never mind. I don't remember. Cause, like, I'm it's, fine. It's a, it's a giant <laughs> sort of uh, box that yeah. fits all three. Yeah. And then um, Lost Legacy, though, they released as well, which has oh. a close-up of Chloe's eye as the artwork. Oh. Or it's Chloe's eye on one side, and on the back, it's Nadine's eye. Interesting. So um, it's just a, it's like a crazy close-up of an eye. Yeah, on both of them. But yeah, like they they did um a Lost Legacy thing, and and uh, they yeah actually I have one, two, and three in the box. Then they did a, a separate release for four. Gotcha. And then one for Lost Legacy. Because I was just at um Button Mash, and I went into the pawn shop. Pawn and, shop. And I saw it there. Mm. Uh, and um. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm eight bit. I was like, I, I love their stuff. If Rob has this. Oh, I do. Of course you do. What was I thinking? Well, I gotta support. I am eight bit. I like what they do. Yeah. So, do um, they support us? I hope so. I hope so too. Um. 
So, uh, well, I mean, I know we talked earlier about L.A. drivers being super shitty, but um, are we stuck in some sort of jam of the graphic Of the variety? graphic sort? Yes. Well, you better just write there, Rob, because you just got caught in a graphic jam. That's the noise that happens when you park too close to somebody. Motherfuckers. (laughs) Um, Well, it's not actually a graphic novel this time. This time I am going to review the table book. Table. Coffee table book. Coffee table book. Thank you. It is giant. You could like crush a child with that thing. It's beautiful. It is. And I actually got this from um, Travis and Crystal, I believe, for Christmas. It's the Elvira Mistress of the Dark coffee table book. And it has an amazing little um, foreword by Cassandra Peterson, who is Elvira. And throughout this gorgeous book of huge photographs, like beautiful color, it's very, you know, the quality is very nice. There's so much cleavage. So much boobage. I mean, it is her best asset. Like a butt chest. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, just yeah. She has these little blurbs about different things during like filming or like certain things that she likes to remember about certain pieces. Like she has this whole thing about the couch that that um, she sits on. That's famous red velvet couch where. She she calls it like the most expensive couch in history because they were renting it for the set for one hundred and fifty dollars a week, which went for seven years. Which I just did the math. How much was this couch? Fifty four thousand six hundred dollars. That is if it was seven full years with like no weeks off. Holy shit! That's like a Rolls Royce. Well, and then it's not a Rolls Royce. Yeah, but it's like a hundred thousand. That's a nice but car still. though. Um. Well, and and of course, tell what happened to the couch afterwards oh well that um the couch was used on set for a long time and then it was used until after um remember that show finding the next elvira on vh1 yes yes so i guess it was completely destroyed on that show but they sold it to elvira for 350 bucks and she just had it reupholstered nice 350 bucks. <laughs> well, I mean, what's, that sounds like a good deal. What's $350 on top of 54600 Really? Right. I mean, so it's like a $55,000 couch. And then I guess, you know, her having it reupholstered is probably another couple hundred. Totally. But still, bargain. Bargain. And then they talk about her gorgeous car, which I don't know if you've, anybody's ever seen the movie Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, but she has this awesome car that's convertible with like, it's a black convertible with um, leopard interior, a skull on the hood as the hood ornament. Stunning. They talk about how they got that car. Um, the movie couldn't afford to have a vehicle, even though the vehicle or the script called for having a vehicle. So she saw, um, I guess it was like a Thunderbird, I think, or it's, I forget what kind of car it was, but um, I think it's a Thunderbird. And they just like literally ripped the top off, had it repainted, re, <laughs> re um, stylized, and there it is. There's her car. So it's kind of funny. Nice. And now it's on display in the Hollywood Museum. Oh, and like the Peterson? No, I think the um the Hollywood one on Hollywood. The there's a museum oh, okay. right next to Mel's Diner. Oh, okay. Because I was thinking the car museum. No, but it's just a different type of museum. Yeah, it's like it has props. It has so like Stargate so it has like, props. It God, has, it's actually like it's Hollywood history. It's Hollywood stuff. history stuff. Yeah, memorabilia and such. Yeah. Gotcha. So um, it's on display in that museum, so you can go see it if you're in town. And um, let me see if there's any other notes I wrote about this before I put her away. Um, 
La la Lavinia. Yeah, that's about it. It's good. Nice. And I love Elvira. I've loved her. She became Elvira in 1981. I was born in 1981. It was just kind of meant to be. And she's been doing the gig ever since. She just, this last year was her last year at um, Knott's Berry Halloween, which I didn't realize she's been doing that Knott's Berry Halloween gig since 1983. That's crazy. I did not know it's been going on for that long. That's so ra- crazy that she's been doing even the character that long. Yeah. Like it's amazing. She's made a whole career out of this one character, and you know, I went to sort this out cellars in Solving, and they have this fabulous wine called Elvira's Macabernet, and just she's fucking icon. Pinball machines. She has her own albums. She has everything. So if you are a listener who has not seen Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, do yourself a favor. It is the campiest, funniest movie that actually still holds up. So that's it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've actually talked about that movie and how great it is. Especially it's so good. Edie McClurg, whom I love so much. She's hilarious. So she'll always be, you know, Principal Rooney's secretary going, oh, oh, because <laughs> I love that. Uh, I think I've Chastity actually... Pariah in this. <laughs> and I think I've actually even done that voice, like that impersonation on this podcast before, because I just love, oh, oh, oh. oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like literally caressing and rubbing this You book. are. It's it's very nice. Her boobs are very nice. It is like a nice coated paper kind of uh, jacket. Yeah, it's soft to the touch. It's very velvety like her skin looks. <laughs> That's all. Okay, I'm done. Continue. <laughs> no, it's, uh, and sorry, if you heard like weird breathing and stuff earlier, Braddock decided to come visit. It's so me humping the book. I, I picked, oh, wait, no. I picked <laughs> up a, a pug and she was kind of very curious about what the microphone was. She's looking a little lost. She's just standing in a room looking confused. Hey, okay, Braddock. She's, she seems confused, but cute. Anywho, so um, so confused. <laughs> news. I got lots of news. Lots of video game news. Yeah, I have a few things. And it's actually good. Go for it. So Nintendo had a, a stream, like or a Nintendo Direct, I think they're usually called, okay, um, where they announced various things that were happening in the Nintendo world. Fabulous. And uh, I'll just kind of go through these, I guess, pretty quick. There's only a handful. Um, the game Detective Pikachu is coming to the West. Apparently, it's already a thing in Japan. It's coming west. It's coming, you know, stateside with an amiibo. The amiibo is adorable. It is Pikachu with a little Sherlock Holmes detective hat. Uh huh. Oh my god! I really never got into Pokemon. Me neither, but I can recognize that Pikachu is fucking adorable. I like Jigglypuff. Okay, you're a monster. Jigglypuff. Anywho, <laughs> so I'm to pretend that, that didn't happen. <laughs> um, they announced uh, a bit of DLC for Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Donkey Kong is coming to Mario and Rabbids. Oh, and that's nice. Apparently he has his own sort of play style because he's so big. Mm-hmm. So um, that should change some gameplay. That sounds super cool. Sweet. Um, also, coming to the Switch, we're seeing a lot of games coming to the Switch just because it seems like the Wii U didn't really have the audience it should have. Just the Wii U is kind of a failed platform. Um, and so some of the best games from the Wii U, or rather some good games and some uh, games, I guess, are coming to the Switch. Uh, among them... Before uh, you say it, I'm... Yes. I just have something to add. Yes. I am glad that Nintendo was able to get themselves out of that Wii U funk. Me too. Because a lesser company would have crashed and burned. Well, and, like, there, there's a weird number out there saying that, like, I guess the Wii, the initial Wii, 
sold so well that Nintendo could take a loss for like 10 solid years and be okay. Oh, wow. It's well, like they did it. Well, and it seems like even with all the success of the Wii and then and like the, the 3DS has never stopped being successful, especially overseas. Um, the Switch is apparently like now one of the fastest selling consoles of all time. Ever. And within Ever. Its, yeah, within its first year out it already outsold the wii u yeah like the lifetime sales of the wii u and so um and the switch actually is a remarkable piece of hardware like it is just it it is a game changer like it's it's so crazy and so coming to the switch one of the best games for the wii u donkey kong country tropical freeze which Mm -hmm. is so good and that that game is actually quite difficult uh and when it's coming to the switch playable character funky kong really and apparently he has your crushy crush yeah and he has like a bunch of extra abilities that kind of make it seem like playing as him is probably playing in easy mode but i might play it again just because i had a really good time with it and i wouldn't mind playing it on an easier mode this time because i did it the hard way on the wii u and i had a blast nice but i would like to do it again because why not yeah i heard it's a great game i never played it um and then uh a game that todd was interested in in the wii u but we actually never bought it um but now that we can get on the switch is uh hyrule warriors which is sort of a dynasty warriors kind of clone it's yeah. a it's a i forgot what, i think it's called a, a, a musa i think is like i forgot what that even stands for but it's like you know big crazy like you arena with you just yeah, there's barrel so through enemies. people yeah, yeah. And, like, that's coming to the Switch with Breath of the Wild uh, add-on content. Because it was always sort of, it was always, you know, Link and stuff. And now it's going to have, like, Breath of the Wild costumes or abilities or something. I don't know. Isn't that the one where they introduced the female Link? That was on Hyrule Warriors. I forgot what the game was called. But it was basically Hyrule Warriors for the 3DS. Uh, And that's where they introduced Linkle. Linkle. Yes. Thank Um, you. And then also coming to the Switch uh, is actually a 3DS title that I'm really curious about playing on the Switch. It's also available on i think ipad and on your phone and i've heard it's really great it is a square enix action rpg called the world ends with you and i think it's having Mm -hmm. its 10th anniversary right now and it is coming to the switch and i am looking forward to playing it on that because the switch is just a lovely piece of hardware nice um and then lastly this was announced i believe during the nintendo live stream uh however it also goes beyond that onto other platforms and i'm sure Anyone who heard this news that listens to the podcast probably immediately thought of me. At least I hope you did. Oh, I did. I know what you're going to say. Yeah, I don't want to flatter myself. It doesn't start with a D. It does. When I came, <laughs> when I came into work, I had multiple emails uh-huh. from coworkers being like, so have you heard? Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, yeah, because I actually have an, an alert set whenever this game's account tweets i get notified with a push notification so i woke up to the news that dark souls is getting remastered boom what 4k 60 frames Mind a second blown ha! it's coming it's coming remastered to the pc it's coming to the ps4 it's coming to xbox one all remastered 4k 60 frames a second more uh, multiplayer now you can i think have up to six people in multiplayer instead of three wow and then it's also coming to the switch running at 30 frames a second only in 1080 but like hopefully todd's not listening uh because i don't think he'll be okay with this i think i might be buying it twice when it comes out in may because i think i want a portable version on the switch and i want to play it in 4k with my friends on the ps4 you are hashtag nuts i'm so excited hey at least i'm not going super nuts because they announced like it seems like this is the year of dark souls which i'm really excited about Uh because of the remasters that are happening also uh fan gamer gamer fan i think fan gamer is gonna be doing a they're gonna have like a whole thing of dark souls merch t-shirts 
posters, various home goods, I am assuming, um, which I'm really excited actually about uh, about getting um, or seeing what they are offering. Or I'm not going to buy just anything. Uh-huh. But if it's if it's good, I'm excited about it. Um, so like there's that. And then also like and this is. But wait. There's more. Oh, there is. And this is the thing I'm not getting. So, Todd, if you are listening, calm down. At least I'm not buying this. Um, there is a nine-disc Dark Souls trilogy set. Holy shit. Coming out in Japan. I think it might be coming out in Europe as well. It's like nine discs, though, which I guess that means it's what? Dark Souls Remastered, Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin Edition, Dark Souls 3, The Fire Fades Edition, and then it must be six discs worth of soundtracks. So it's, I already bought those on vinyl, so I don't need the CDs, but like it's this massive fold-out package. It's like nine discs, comes with an art book. It comes, oh, it also comes with two bookends of statues. Like, it's a gorgeous set. It's $450, Holy fucking shit. I'm not doing it. Everyone calm down. Oh my god, Rob, you cannot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. But um, I'm really excited. I'm I'm just excited it exists, and I'm excited that Dark Souls is, is getting the remaster that I wanted. Um, that I, is fandom rape. I have no problems now with me stopping my Dark Souls progress earlier because now I can actually play it with a solid frame rate with friends. And now with it coming out in May, more people are going to be playing online, which means I'll actually have a better time calling for help and helping people out. This is going to be fun. I'm really excited about it. Oh, yeah. Sounds real fun. So Dark Souls <laughs> remastered. Woo! Maybe I'll play it. Would you? Maybe if I have people to play with. I'm not going to do it by myself. Well, I'm like, this, this, what's this other game you got me into? Bloodborne? Oh, God. I would happily join you in Bloodborne. It's so good. It's so terrifying. It's so good, though. Terrifying. Um, anyway, okay, Sweet. so I have other news. We can come back to that. Uh, what, do, what do you got? Uh, I have some video game news also. You do? Well, one was just a really funny little article that was on Kotaku. I'm sure you saw it about the guy who spent all his time um, to gain the 9,999 <laughs> coins to win the skeleton Mario for his son in Mario Galaxy. No. Super Mario Galaxy. No. No? Odyssey. Odyssey. Whoa. Which, that's right. That's right. That Odyssey. skeleton costume is amazing and I want it. It looks like it's plastic. His bones look like plastic. Well, I mean, I guess they don't want to be super scary bones. I mean, it's a Mario game still. Calm down. But it's awesome. And I love him. The end of the article is so good because, like, he grinds. But why is taking everything off cost more than putting stuff on? Yeah, I think you're trying to look for logic. It's the same sort of <laughs> it's the same sort of thing where like I feel like my clothes should be less expensive than larger clothes because oh. there's less fabric. Oh. Like it really? Sometimes right? they are. Rarely. Technically kids' clothes should be super cheap and baby gap is fucking more expensive than adult gap. No, I don't believe that. Like but it is a thing where like I often feel like, well, you know, I'm buying shirts in small and medium that should be less expensive than a like double XL because you're like, using less fabric. Shouldn't like a nine thousand nine hundred and ninety nine coin Mario be like diamond Mario? I was like, or do you want him to be wearing all of the clothes like that episode of Friends? That would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> um but no, like the the skeleton thing is it's it's uh it's, it's cute, super cool. but that one should be zero coins because you literally have nothing on. Come on. But the article is really funny. Your logic is spurious, but that's okay. Spurious? Yes. What's that mean? False. Spurious is false? Yes. Whatever. I, I find it ridiculous. But he did it for his kid. The article's hilarious, and you should read it for a good time. Well, the best thing about the article, though, is the ending. 
Cause like so he 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 because he said how stupid it was for him to do the whole thing. No, like oh you oh mean... about the kid. Yeah, and like, so... he's like oh he's still playing it ten yeah, ten like... minutes later. So it was a great. No, it wasn't. No, that's the thing. Like he he so he gets it for his son and his son's yeah. super excited about it. Yeah, and the, his son goes oh man all the bad guys are gonna be so scared of me, which is adorable. As someone who doesn't like kids, I can even recognize that's cute. Um, and then he goes and like to the kitchen for like ten minutes, and he comes back, and his son is playing as uh, I think it's a Diddy Kong outfit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the article, I think it literally ends with like "God damn it," or just it like it ends with like him being upset. <laughs> oh, see, I saw the picture. I just didn't read into That's it. That's the Diddy Kong uniform That's that you get, funny. I believe, by scanning a Diddy Kong amiibo. Like I think you get that for weeks. Yeah, the simplest thing to do. Yeah, so like that's uh, that's a, a fun ending to that. Ridiculous. Okay, so also uh, Retrobit's new Go Retro Portable is coming out. And tell me more. And it's a, a portable game system with 350 built-in games. It supports various Game Boy game cartridges or the games from Game Boy game cartridges. Does it actually look like a Game Boy? Is that the one where the form factor looks like an old Game Boy? <sighs> I don't think I saw a picture of okay. it. Um, games for, uh, are included from companies like Capcom, Jellico, Jellico. It might be Jellico. I don't know. Jellico, Data East, um, Aram, and some others. So there's some kind of unique developers that have gone along with this. Um, right. Well, actually, I don't know if they went along with it. That might be. Well, it's it, there was an iffy, but it seems like these people are the ones who said yes to it. Right. I don't know. There were some problems in the court. Like so many, it's of those still emu- coming out. So many of those emulation systems are far from legit. Yeah. Well, whatever happened, it's happening. It arrives in the U.S. on in September, and it's only thirty-five dollars. That's the price is definitely right, and it's eight months away. Yeah, a long time to wait. That's not thought for three hundred and fifty games. And you can totally save this your pennies because penny thirty-five bucks is nothing. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Oh yeah, and that's once again called Go Retro Portable by Retrobit. All right. And that was from Nintendo Life, so I'm guessing it's real. All right, then. Yeah. Um, well, uh, as of yesterday, Forza Horizon 3 got its 4K upgrade, its free patch nice. for those with Xbox One Xs. Uh, the game looks very nice, as always, but now it runs in 4K with HDR. Hey-o! Um, also, Assassin's Creed Rogue got the announcement that it is getting a 4K remaster for modern platforms. Nice. Um, I will not be playing that again, because I actually played through that game last year. But um, I'm glad I did. I had fun. But um. Yeah, uh, I'm a little bummed I played through it last year because I could have played it in 4K this year. But whatever. Sorry, Rob. It's fine. Can't have everything. I know. Where, where, <laughs> would, where would I put it? Where would you put it? You know. Um, And then uh, my last bit of news, the Dice Award nominations came out. Yeah. It's like speaking of the Dice Awards earlier. Yes. Yeah, the announcement of the nominations has happened. Uh, It's interesting. It seems like this year there's less games. Um, I didn't being honored. read them. I, I read through them. I've forgotten a lot of them already just because. Um, what since, stood out? Well, since I'm not making the, the video content for it this year, I'm not like oh. super well versed in it. Oh. Uh, but like, let's see, performance wise, um, of course, uh, the lead actress from Hellblade, Sinua Sacrifice, the one who plays Sinua, okay. uh, she won at the Game Awards show. Nice. Um, she's nominated. Um, she's kind of my favorite to win. Um, I believe, I think. Chloe might be nominated, even <gasps> also maybe. Really? She shouldn't win though. Oh. 
compared to Hellblade, she shouldn't. Like, well, I haven't she played was great. Hellblade, so yes, she should. Like, she's great, but not not like that. Um, uh, and then also, yeah, like I want to say uh, Ashley Birch is also nominated for Horizon Zero Dawn, and she nice. was very good too. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, the surprise for me for the the Dice Awards is Cuphead is actually nominated for a lot of things, um, and the like, Cuphead's great. Um, I feel it should be up for Action Game of the Year, Art Direction, Music, uh, Music, absolutely. Um, the Sprite Award, which is their sort of indie yeah category it's actually nominated for game of the year which surprised me uh because like persona 5 isn't and like persona 5 is kind of uh unanimously heralded as a sort of uh top contender from last year it was the wolfenstein wolfenstein is not up for game of the year it's up for action game of the year okay and i believe it's also up for best story which it should be um and i mean new order should have been as well uh but like this year for game of the year their nominees are uh horizon zero dawn uh Player Unknowns Battlegrounds or no. PUBG. No, no, no. Super Mario Odyssey. Okay. Cuphead mm-hmm. and Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Which I imagine will win. That game if is not Zelda, it's gotta be Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah. Like the thing is Mario also is a good contender, and like Player Unknown Battlegrounds could be the big upset, but I don't think it'll win. It could, but I don't think it will. Um If that game wins, I will be upset. And I don't even I haven't even played it. Well, that game created a genre it's unto itself. That's why it's so impressive. Ridiculous. But the game didn't even hit V1 release until mid-December. Like, I don't think a game that lived in early access should be the winner of that. Although, like, they keep breaking records. It has, like, had 3 million concurrent players or something like that on Steam. It's, like, a complete record shatterer. I watch people play that game. It's not that interesting. Oh, I, I like watching people play it. It, it stresses me out to... It's literally people it. running great distances and being sniped. And that's it. And they're well, done. It's like, wait, what happened? But at the same time, if you're watching somebody who is like, I, I tend to watch mm-hmm. my coworkers play it because they play as like a team of three or four uh-huh. or however big you can have a team. And it's really fun watching the four of them work together. Um, and, you know, uh, sometimes they all make it. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes only one does. Like, I mean, you know, I've seen them win a couple games. I've seen them get real close. I've seen them die really early. It is interesting in that, you know, it's out of 100 players. Yeah, it's really interesting just on that sort of scope. The game's a little busted, um, but it's certainly intriguing. You know, another game that I started watching that might be something I could be interested in is Fortress. Fortress? Is that what it's called? Fortnite? Fortnite. Well, because Fortnite has a Battle Royale mode, yeah. which is them totally ripping off totally. Pub- PUBG. That they're just... That's com- it's. I think they nearly got sued for it. Oh, because it was that. I mean, Fortnite came out and it was not what everyone's playing. A Fortnite, Fortnite Battle Royale was a new game mode added after Player Unknown Battlegrounds like exploded. Ooh, well, but well, isn't Player Unknown Battleground like another game before that? I feel like there's. I mean, there have been like huge multiplayer games with like deathmatch. Like Mag was up to two hundred fifty six players, but it wasn't like this because like Player Unknown Battlegrounds is it is just a free-for-all deathmatch um and similar to the movie battle royale um the player the the space where you can play keeps getting smaller so as big as the island is you are getting corralled and ushered closer together to where you occupy a very small space by the time it's done it's forcing you together and if you stay outside of the limits it kills you yeah 
or very you know it might, maybe gradually it might be a little yeah, faster like five seconds or something yeah it attacks you constantly because it basically it's like you're stuck out in electrical storm almost gotcha and so yeah like it's ushering you together it's pushing you to fight and um th- there's a lot of like tension and it, it's really i don't know it's a very it's it's a very interesting game it's not necessarily for me yeah but um i can see why everybody makes such a big deal of it um i don't think she'll win game of the year but um, but yeah, like the Dice Awards this year, it's, I want to say it's only sixty-eight games across all their categories. And normally, it actually is, I believe. I mean, I, I God, if memory serves, it's been a while since I've had to since I've worked on them. But I want to say like normally they they're closer to like seventy-five to eighty games or something like that. Like there's more games uh, that they're sort of like you know uh more games with like single nominations and stuff and like horizon has 10 this year which usually the one has the most nominations is around 9 to 11 okay so yeah like horizon zero dawn has 10 noms uh oh uh the woman who plays Iden versio in battlefront 2 she is uh you know the um we talked to her before um Janina Gavankar. She is up for best performance for Iden Versio, which is cool. Nice. Um, and so yeah, it was uh yeah, I'm I'm excited to see the results. I like the Dice Awards and I and yes, I worked on them for years, but as an award show, I they have so much more credibility to me than a lot of other award shows. Like it's not popular opinion. This is by game makers. Like these are their peers voting on these. And because of that, I really appreciate what they're doing. And I'm I'm really happy that that um that Chobot and uh, Greg, whose last name escapes me. Um, I'm really happy that, that Jessica and, and and Greg are the, the hosts just because I like Jessica Chobot a lot and I like that she, coming from a background of games journalism, uh-huh. is the host of this show. Because, um, yeah, the show just seems to have it has such credibility in my world. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, that is what? February 20-something. It's coming up. Yep. Yeah. And we'll, we will talk about it when they give all their wins. Yes, we shall. So, handy. Those are my notes. Those are my, uh, my news. Uh, my last thing is, if you can believe this or not, but there is something going on with the social media people, the YouTubers, that's yes. almost, if not as stupid as... Oh, this is not what I was thinking. Logan Paul's face. Well, did you hear Logan Paul? Like, he got dropped from a ton of oh, shit on YouTube. yeah. Which is awesome. Yes. Um, But what were you going to say, though? What's the... Is this the thing with the eating? Yes. Oh, God, people are dumb. So people are so fucking stupid. The latest social media craze is eating those fucking laundry detergent pods. The Tide Pod Challenge. The Tide Pod Challenge. What the fuck? I say let them eat it. If that's that's what people want to do, oh my God, let's thin the herd. I'm all for idiots. Hey, I like the way you think. Right? Let them I die. I didn't think you were this vindictive. Oh my, well, hey, it's them doing it to themselves. I'm not here to save lives. I'm here to let people destroy their own if they want to do it. Nobody's died yet. Oh, man. Except the only people who's ever died from it are, are, are like small children who accidentally ate it. Well, And that makes me sad. Like babies don't know better. Yeah. But if you were a teenager going out of your way to be to, a stupid fuck to eat laundry detergent. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like I have little to no patience for you. Um, And like I realize I could be coming off as a total dick here. But like, no, really... I think I mean, who would put laundry detergent in their mouth? I mean, these are teenagers. Yeah. These They're are people, people who, who know better. They should know better. Well, and like they do know better. Yeah, they even cho- claim to know better. They just not do to. it because they want the fucking clicks. Hits. Yep, yeah. they want the clicks. 
and honestly, like it, it, there was a really great tweet that I saw as, in response to you know Trump's shithole country uh, remark, um, <laughs> and it was oh god, it was such a great response because it was like, hey, do you think people in shithole countries have to tell teenagers not to eat detergent? Seriously. I imagine not. Seriously. Seriously, like we're we're throwing stones or not we. He is throwing stones about other countries. Yeah, speaking Meanwhile, of Trump and his F fifty two fighter jets that we're selling to countries. Oh yeah, the Call of Duty fighter jets. What the fuck? Yeah. Um so seriously, like as much as he's thrown around uh some uh fighting words about various countries, ours is the one that has a crisis where people who actually are smart enough to know better are going out of their way to eat toxins so uh yeah i think that yeah that pretty much says it all that's what logan paul's comeback should be eating a bunch of tide pods oh my god it would probably work <laughs> oh my god did i just create the ultimate youtube pilot i don't know what's worse the people who do it or the people who watch it yeah with the, on the upside seriously i actually didn't even know this existed until like i, I read saw, this article yeah a bunch of articles being like so this is a thing and then yeah. i had to ask todd about it i was like todd what's the deal with the tide pods and he was like oh yeah people are eating them I'm like i i figured it had to be a joke I just heard about this um, one woman or girl, I don't even know, I haven't seen it, but she buys various loaves of bread and pushes her face into it. That woman's hilarious. Also, seriously, she's living my dream because I love bread. She's not doing anything bad, at least. She's not doing anything, I mean, it's weird. If you could see my face right now, (laughs) listeners. She's very nonplussed. It's... Uh, Looking at <laughs> Rob in a very mocking and what? menacing way. I just love bread. <laughs> That's the stupidest shit I've ever heard but of. She, she's not doing anything illegal. But what's, she's not doing anything. Who's watching that bullshit? Well, I'm not. But I think How it's do you even funny know who she is? because people have shown me animated gifs and people have sent me videos because oh. it, it is. I've seen them, but it's not like I subscribe to her. This stuff is just fucking moronic. Oh, there's one video that coworker sent me of a woman who's like, uh, she starts like she's she's playing with ketchup. And, like, she has, like, a little, like, bin of ketchup, and she's, like, pouring ketchup in, and the next, you know, she grabs a shovel and starts shoveling ketchup. Like, she, there's so much of it. It's, I, I don't understand. She's, it, I think it's, it's very Japanese. Um, but these yeah. These people have some issues. So it, I have issues, but these people have real issues. Well, I have a different, I, I, there's a difference between something that is harmless and hilarious. Yeah. Versus this thing that could kill you. And I'm not really sure why you're doing it. It's one thing if you're just, I'm not sure why you're doing it, but at least it was funny for a minute and no one got hurt. Like, I don't know, the woman shuffling ketchup. Yeah, you made a mess in your apartment, but that's your problem. Like, and you're fine. But how do you even think of that? Oh, I don't know. Like, that's, I think that's what makes it even so funny is just like, it's completely random. No one asked for this. Yet, meanwhile, like Tide Pods, we kind of know for a while that like, because they're colorful, young children tend to eat them and so yeah. they made a very big deal about having safety packaging and, and non-colorful colors yeah. in it and, and warning you keep them out of reach of kids yeah. like it's there's been a thing over the last year or so about the danger of detergent pods yeah and like so i'm like yeah that's the thing no i get it yeah. i'm just i'm i'm just going on a little hate for the for the youtube kind of stars or yeah. are they stars what are they uh, these are just desperate people joining on a weird social media bandwagon i i can't make sense of it otherwise I like that word. Desperate. That yeah. is the word. Okay. So, any other news? That's, that's all I got. Do you have a crush? Oh, I do. Is it time for the crush? Crush. 
Oh. Of the week. The songs have changed this week. I know, because I can't remember the other ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is the remix. <laughs> but on the upside, we have remembered what we talked about from last week to this week. We haven't really repeated ourselves. No. Last week was weird. Ex- well, my w- word of the week was plain ridiculous. Well, I mean, you're, you're, you fell apart for a minute, but it doesn't. <laughs> we didn't repeat ourselves. I fell apart, Rob. But it's okay. You're I'm still losing my mind. You're all in one. You're in one piece now, and like even if you lost a piece, like it's you're in one place. We can I put you back together before you say go that. home. I don't think I could say that word still. Wait, I'm gonna go back. To surreptitious? It. No, not surreptitious. I could say that obtained. There, there you it go. Is. Obtained. Obtained. Um, <laughs> All right, so my crush of the week is actually um, someone from a game that I want to play that I talked about in previous weeks. Isaac Clark from Dead Space. Ooh, do we ever see his face? You do. You see it at the very end of Dead Space 1, and um, they barely put any work into his face in Dead Space 1 because you, the whole time you see him, he's in his, his whole getup. Um, but in Dead Space 2, you see his face a lot more. And he's kind of a borderline silver fox. Kind of. He has this weird sort of like dirty brown slash kind of gray hair. Okay. And like green eyes. Um, but yeah, he's kind of a little bit of a silver fox. And he reminds me a lot, actually, of a character in Destiny 2 that a lot of people were crushing on as soon as Destiny 2 came out. He is the NPC that you give um, faction tokens to in the European Dead Zone on Earth in Destiny 2. The guy by the name of uh, Devram K. He's up in the, the top level of a church with a sniper rifle. But he's got like grayish hair, green eyes, kind of grizzled. But gotcha, like, yeah. you know, pretty, uh, not statuesque. But like he has a, a nice chiseled look about him. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's who Isaac kind of reminds me of. Um, yeah, and I wrote down just description of him. I had uh, Intense, Nearly Silver Fox, and he's very resourceful. Like, he's the man who turned a bunch of, like, normal maintenance tools on the the Ishimura, I think is where Dead Space 1 takes place. The dead things? And he turns those into weapons because he has like those are like welding tools and like things that used to seal holes in the hull. Like he's yeah, he's a maintenance man yeah. who just decided Little glue guns and shit yeah, like, like that. The things that shoot like blades and stuff like those are not guns. Those are like tools. Yeah. And Didn't he, he have like a time stopper too or a time slower downer? There was a thing that you could get in your suit that slowed time. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, like Isaac Clark, um, he's uh, my dude. And I've killed him in all sorts of hilarious ways in Dead Space 1. Ooh. Those death animations were really funny. Ooh, yeah. There was a great YouTube video I used to watch every now and then that was a, a compilation of all of his deaths in Dead Space 1, and I can't find it anymore. But there's one, because, like, you know, uh, once you had an enemy on the ground, a, uh, what are they called? Necromorph. If a necromorph was on the ground and, like, crawling, you could stomp on it. And at one point, someone stomps on an explosive canister, and it just, <gasps> he just went away. Oh my god, that's amazing. He went into many, many pieces. Anyway, so that is my crush of the week. How's about you? You're going to die. I don't, okay, do I, should I leave the room? I don't want to die. Duke Nukem is (laughs) my crush of the week. Voiced by John St. John. It's time to kick ass and and chew chew bubblegum. And I'm all out of gum. Oh no. (laughs) So good. The best one-liners of any video game. I think that was the first time I'd ever heard the phrase, I'm going to rip your head off and shit down your neck. Oh, that's a good one. That's what he does to the last bad guy. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The pigs, the titty girls. I love that game. And I don't think he's that hot. I just think it's 
hot that he's such a hot mess. What's well, all the attitude he has? Yeah, like he's he's a, a example of personality going a long way. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. You know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. The, yeah, you. That was that's a that's a strong choice. Strong choice. I when I I remember when I was playing it back in the day, I was oddly attracted to playing the game because. I just thought he was like this rough guy who would like have his way with me. <laughs> and I'm sure he would. Yes, he would. But now that I'm older, I know he's just trash, but I still love him. Hey, trash can still be fun for a night. Yeah. That is all though. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't take cr- trash home. No, don't take trash home to mama. Yeah, no. All right. Well, I think that was an episode. So you can follow the podcast. No, follow you first. Oh, you want to follow me? Yes. Where do you? Where can they follow Are you? you, sure you follow me? I already do. Okay. I, I've made my. I've, <laughs> I've made that choice. Uh, you can follow me on um, Twitch. On Just... no fuck. All right, let's. Where can people follow you on Instagram and Twitter? I don't know. Cool. <laughs> at Satine the Dream and on Twitch at Satine. And you can follow me on Instagram and twitch at mr gladstone and on twitter at fast danger you can follow the podcast at bit diff podcast complete with accent uh <laughs> that is on the twitter and instagram and facebook or you can write us an email at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com we have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment on iTunes and or Google Play? That'd be real swell. Yes, it would. Y'all come back now, you hear? Okay, I don't know what where this came from. And... Chowsies. Bye-bye. <laughs>